what is the best benefit that you have in the military in regards to real estate? Do you know? The VA loan. Oh my God, it is huge and we are going to dissect it. But first... Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Mike Foster in the house. Hey, check it out. We are going to be covering the VA loan and why it is so crucial that you understand what power and ability it brings to the table in regards to your financial future. I mean, literally just the fact that we have it means there is no reason that you should be renting your home right now. None whatsoever. All right. So that being said, I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself. If this is the first time that you are listening to this podcast, welcome, by the way. My name is Mike Foster. I'm the director of education here at Active Duty Passive Income, and we are dedicated to showing military members the importance of investing in real estate and how it can complement your lifestyle and really propel it. You know, and not even just compliment it. We will help show you how you can build a dependable income where your salary is no longer the thing that drives you and makes you stay, right? We are going to change your minds, and today we're going to talk about the VA loan. So enough of that. Let's get into it. What is the VA loan? Well, the VA loan is super simple. It is a loan that has been granted and given to us by the government for us as military members, right, or veterans that have served during a time of war to get an, uh, to get our first home, well, to get a home, not necessarily our first home, right, but to get a home with zero money down in the purchase, I don't even know if I need to say that again for some, but I think I do. So I'm going to, all right, zero money down. That means you can come to the closing table with chewing gum in your pocket, some lint from the laundry because you just washed your your pants that day and whatever, and just a pen, sign your name and you have a house, all right, now is that always the best thing? No. Why? Because people always like to go for the glam, the glit, and I want to have the best house on the block, and it's going to be this place that I'm going to see myself live in for like, you know, 30 years, the rest of my life, whatever, yada, yada. And then only a small percentage of them actually fall through with that and live in that home. Now, it is what it is, all right? I'm not getting into your lifestyle choices, but understand that when you are coming to the closing table with no money in your pocket, that means your loan is going to be pretty hefty. So it behooves you 
right, to do some research in the market area that you are looking and make sure that you buy right, all right? It's as simple as just doing a little extra homework, right, or working with a realtor, a good one, right, that's not going to jip you, but we are in the business of making sure that you understand what you're looking at. That way you don't get swindled by a realtor that, you know, can jip you because they're out there. And at the end of the day, you know, commission is a motivating factor for them. It's not the motivating factor for all. There are a lot of good realtors out there. And trust me, I know a few. However, there are also a lot of bad realtors out there. And you, as the first time, you know, buyer, how are you going to know the difference? Maybe you get a recommendation from a friend, but at the same time, maybe that realtor swindled your friend and is now going to swindle you too because they seemed good. And if you couldn't hear my air quotes over this podcast, I made them, right? So trust me, there are plenty of them out there. Anyway, regardless, so the VA loan, right, has been granted to us by the government so that you can put zero money down on your home. But not only that, right? It also allows you to wrap the closing costs of the loan in at the back end. So again, you're not paying anything out of pocket. You can if you'd like, and that would drastically decrease the amount of money that you have to pay in your loan depending on how much you put. But, you know, it's up to you, right? You have that ability. Now, there is a a fee that you that it comes associated to it and also is tacked on to the loan. So it's not really something you have to worry about, right? They call it funding fee. It is what it is. Um, but, you know, again, you're coming to the, the, the table with zero money down. And why is that good? That's good because you, right, whether you are junior enlisted, right, and you don't have a lot of money available, right, and you can now buy this home that you're looking to buy, um, you, let's say you have a family, right? And you, again, don't have a lot of money down, or maybe you do have a lot of, a lot of money that you could put down, but you'd rather save as an emergency, emergency fund in case things go wrong, right? That's definitely a smart move. I recommend that for anybody buying a house, because as you do buy a house, you do buy into the house's problems, and you're buying into an asset per se that is going to wear and tear over time. So you're going to have to put in the maintenance. You're going to have to put in the little love and the elbow grease, right? So definitely make sure you have some money set aside. Um, And then of course, right, even if you do have a bunch of cash, that leaves you the ability to put that cash where you want to versus in your home. So again, it's a win-win for every situation. Don't put money down on a home if you don't have to, because why not, right? Why not put that money in an area that's going to work better for you? Or if you do want to put it in your home, that's fine, right? Everyone invests differently, but regardless, right? This is your door to get started, right? And that's where I'm going to come from in this podcast. So Joe Schmo, military, right? Let's say, I don't know, E5 in the Navy, right? Wants to go in and wants to buy this home. He sees it. He's going to use his VA loan. What's the process? All right, so the process, you can do one of two things. You can go to the VA website, right, va.gov, and you can go and apply for your certificate uh, certificate um, through them, which may take a couple days, which may take a day, it may take a week. 
I've seen it, you know, go here and there. And usually it's because you're missing some kind of documents or maybe someone's not in the office, you know, at the time. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. There's some, you know, PFM that kind of happens in that in that region. But I like option number two, which is a whole lot simpler. You go to your lender and your lender takes care of it for you. Not all lenders do, but most VA approved lenders, right, will be able to apply for the certificate for you so they can make sure that you're eligible to take it, which if you are active duty right now, right, you are eligible to take it. If you've been active duty at all for over 90 days within the last 10 years, you're eligible for it, right? Even if you, you know, you separated after a year or three years or whatever, right? As long as you served over 90 days, active duty, you can take it. If you are a reservist, right, and you served over six years, you can take it, okay? If you are a veteran from a war way back, let's say you served during the Korean War, the Vietnam War, or, you know, Desert Storm, whatever, right, you are allowed to take it, right? And now there are a whole bunch of different requirements. I'm not going to go into them, but the majority of them really wrap around some kind of war of some point. And if you joined anywhere after 2001, I mean, you, you're you good to go. Okay, so just go ahead, take a look, va.gov. You can see everything that is involved with it um, and whether you're eligible or not. It's good to go. It's a nice, nice little quick uh, homework assignment. Okay, but anyway, so you get your certificate of eligibility back, right? And you have a lender, right? And their lender is going to approve you a certain amount of funds. Now, depending on the area that you're in, you're going to fall under a certain tier, right? And under that tier is going to be the maximum amount of money that you can use for your VA loan for that region, okay? What I just said is very important because a lot of people get it mixed up. They think that they have a certain cap that they can take on their VA loan. And a lot of it is because this is what they're told by their lenders, but a lot of lenders, guys, are also not that educated on the VA loan. So please, this is important, okay? If you have your first VA loan out, you can take the maximum amount in your area. Now, my area on the west on the east coast in Norfolk, Virginia was four hundred and I think ten thousand or something like that. So something in that ballpark, right? But that is oh that is the lower end of the amount that you can take. In some regions of the country, you can take upwards of six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand really in very select areas that are like top, top tier one, right? Um and that's just, you know, the the nature of the beast. I mean, if the cost of living is higher in your area, you can pretty much assume that you're going to be able to take out a lot more money. Like California, for instance, right? California's VA loan limits are in the 600,000s. Now, that's a, that's really good, but it also doesn't really buy you, you know, a really nice home out in some parts of California, right? Because the cost of property out there is super expensive. So, again, it all depends. Now, that's just loan limit. Let's talk about for a second what you can buy as your VA loan, okay? Because this right here is literally crucial to your financial future and understanding what you can buy, how you can buy it, when you can buy it, 
and then coming up with a plan on how you want to go about you know, rinsing and repeating this process because you can take out your VA loan more than once, okay? If you're moving to another area, then you can take that VA loan out again if you have orders to go to another area. If you don't, let's say, well, let's say you have orders to a new command, but it's in a relatively same area. If you move 50 miles out of town, you are allowed to use another VA loan. However, that is when you're in that cap, right, for the amount that you borrowed, okay? As important to understand, if you are in that area, that same, like, state, right, and so you have two VA loans out at the same time, it has to be under that maximum amount that you were allowed to draw. If you go from Norfolk, Virginia to San Diego, California, you can use both of those maximum limits on your loan because you're two completely different areas. Again, guys, a lot of people don't understand this. And I'm sure there are going to be some people that are spinning their heads talking about, what? What is this person talking about? I've never done that, blah, 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 blah. I, I encourage you, please go take a look at the VA loan booklet and they will tell you yourself, you can do it, all right? So anyway, regardless, um, Make sure you understand that because, again, like I said, that goes into how you plan out your financial future. But let's talk about for a second what you can buy because this is motivating, okay? So everyone thinks that all I can do with a VA loan is just buy a single family home. Guys, that is not the case. You can buy so much more than a single family home, all right? Let's cover it. You can buy a condo if you want, right? Now, the catch with condos is that the condo association has to be VA approved, okay? Yes, this is a catch. Guys, get over it, right? There's a catch with everything in life, okay? So don't just go and think that you can just do whatever the heck you want with stuff and say, oh, Mike said there's so many things, but there's always a catch. No, this is just a little workaround that you have to you know, go into, okay? So I want to preface that. But anyway, yes, your condo association has to be VA approved. Is it hard to get your condo association VA approved? No, guys, it really is not. It's not. Now, some of the requirements can be a little harder to get around if they're not already in place. But the biggest thing really is just bylaws. If your condo association has a working bylaw agreement, right, and they actually function, then hey, that's good to go. And that, a lot of times, is most of the battle. There are some other onesie twosie things that are really over my head too. But I mean, if your condo association is not involved, you can just talk to the owner of the homeowners of the condo association and have them just go and apply for it. And it's super simple. Okay. So anyway, all right. That that's that. Uh, you can buy townhomes. You can buy mobile homes. You can buy. Uh, land. You can buy land and manufacture a home on that piece of land. Now, it has to be a combo. You can't just buy land and you can just sit on it. No. Like, the purpose of a VA loan is for you to have a home that you are going to occupy or intend to occupy. Again, key phrase there. Understand the difference. You're going to occupy 
or you're going to intend to occupy for six months, right? Is the is the catch like six months to a year is the ballpark? But anyway, <clears throat> right? So if you're going to buy a piece of land, you have to buy a piece of land. You have to buy the development for the project, right? The new construction project on it, and you have to be able to pay for all that package together under the limit that's um, that's allotted for your area, okay? So if you live in Norfolk, Virginia, and you want to buy a piece of land and build a home that's you know four hundred thousand dollars total, do it. You know what I mean? As long as you get all that in the package and you want to buy it, I mean, heck, go for it. You know what I mean? Like that might not be that bad of an investment, especially if you only plan to live there for a year, you know, and you want to sell it for greater than you you paid for it. Sure, why not? Right? That's cool. Some people do it. And that that's their type of investing. Um, you can build your home and you know, say you want to build it nice and beautiful and on a beach somewhere, or whatever, and then you want to Airbnb it, great. Hey, that's another awesome method too. You know, you can do that. Anyway, um, you can buy a multi-family property up to four units. Guys, this is killer. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to introduce you to a brief little thing called house hacking. I'm not going to go into it because I'm going to have a whole podcast separate about it, but you can house hack your mortgage by buying a multifamily property. You have to live in one. Okay. The purpose of the VA loan is for you to live in that property. So you have to live in one of the units. But you can rent out the others, and those units can pay for not only your mortgage, but your lifestyle. It can add a little more money into your pocket, and you're good to go. You know what I mean? Or you can use that money to, like I said, house hack and take that extra income, put it into the mortgage, and then refinance your VA loan at the end of the year, two years, the end of your tour, whatever, right? And then you can go use that money that you have in your VA loan again, right? awesome. Anyway, right? You can also add energy efficient upgrades to your home up to $6,000 with your VA loan, right? Now, let's say you want to get one of those cool Nest thermostats or you want to, I don't know, uh, upgrade the windows for some kind of cool little thermal yeah, whatever, right? <laughs> you know, let's say you want to upgrade the HVAC system in your home, whatever, man. Like you can do energy efficient upgrades up to $6,000 in whatever purchase that you make with your VA loan, which is nice, right? Let's also talk about changing things. This year, they added a new clause to the VA loan. You are allowed to use your VA loan for renovations. Now, it cannot be anything that is structural, Okay, it has to be cosmetic. Okay, because the point of the VA loan again is that the government will give you the money, right, to buy your house to move in right after you close. That's the point of it. Now, the VA loan will allow you to add some upgrades to the home if you want that are cosmetic. So, let's say I buy a fixer upper that's really not, you know, that bad already. And I want to get my renovation loan. The VA will give you up to $35,000. And that has to go into a home that is going to have a project no later than three months past the closing date. All right. The project has to be 
three months maximum, okay? Not minimum, maximum. Um, I believe actually there is a minimum requirement. I got to go take a look at that again, but there is a minimum, uh, there may be a minimum requirement on that too. Um, and also, right, it has to be under an approved contractor. The, the, the military is not going to, I'm sorry, the government's not going to give you $35,000 for you to do those renovations on your own. You have to go through an approved contractor and everything has to be legit. Okay. And there also has to be inspections throughout that process too, similar to how you would do on your construction loan as well, right? So with your construction loan, if you're going to build a home from scratch, there are also some inspections that have to go into that process too. So make sure that you're, you're abiding by those laws. Um, okay. And yeah. All right. And renovation loan. And then the last thing is refinance, right? So you can refinance the current home that you have with a VA loan if you would like. Again, zero money down, which is great, and a lower interest rate, right? Because VA loans will give you a lower interest rate. I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier, but that's another big thing. You get one of the lowest interest rates that's really out there, and that's awesome. So not only are you paying zero money down for your home that we've just spoken about, you can house hack with a multifamily, you can, you know, Add a lot of value into it by rehabbing it, or you can build something from scratch. You're paying nothing down, and you're getting a really low interest rate. Guys, that is a killer deal. Oh my goodness, it's killer. Okay, so why would you spend fifteen hundred a month renting out someplace for you and your family when you could spend eleven hundred a month living the living in the exact same type of place, paying a mortgage that's only putting money back into your pocket at the end of each month. Oh, and by the way, that money that you're using is not coming from your paycheck. It's coming from your basic housing allowance. Your basic housing allowance is what's paying for your mortgage. And your basic housing allowance is tax-free. That's extra income that is coming to you for you to live out in town. Why are you putting it in someone else's pocket? Why rent? Go use your VA loan. Go find a place for you to establish yourself early in your financial career. That way, when you move to your next duty station and you have this home, you can refinance your loan, right? So you can get get rid of the VA loan and maybe use it in your same area if you're staying in the same area. Or if you're PCSing to a completely different area, keep your VA loan there. doesn't matter. You can use it again when you get to your next duty station. Put a renter in there, find a property manager to manage it for you, and cash flow a little bit of extra money in your pocket so you can either A, use that to finance your new lifestyle and your new place, Or B, pay off your mortgage a little bit earlier, right? Give a little extra payments each month or save it up to the end of the year and then put a lump sum payment at the end of the year. Again, that's a better strategy and that's something I'll cover in another podcast about teaching you how to invest with a HELOC. It's crazy. But anyway, right? These are are the things that you should think about because, again, if you're renting, you are only putting money in another person's pocket. And especially if you are 
living or sorry, if you're working in a deployable unit, right? And then it means you're going to be gone most of the time. So not only are you putting money into the owner's pocket of that rental property, you're putting money into the city with the uh, unused all the with the electricity and the utilities that you still have to pay for because it's running you're putting money into you know everyone else's pocket right around there maybe it's you know, paying for some of the small maintenance and stuff that you have to do to maintain the place or whatever right all you're doing is you're putting money in other people's pocket and you're not helping yourself right the government pays you to live out in town take that money and put it into your house which can ultimately be your own bank account And, oh, by the way, your home appreciates value over time. Now, it doesn't always do it. Obviously, that's a market-driven thing. And, you know, we go in up and down markets all the time. So I would never, ever tell you to bank on appreciation because that's really stupid. But at the same time, right, it's, it's a nice bonus when it happens. So by the time three years comes around, four years, five years comes around, and you've spent an entire tour in one area, and you've lived in one house, you've been paying off extra payments in your mortgage, and your home is appreciated, now you've got a crap ton of equity that you've built into your home that you can take into your next place, and maybe when you use your VA loan at your next place, you can use the equity you've built up and buy an investment property for yourself. So you can start cash flowing off the jump and you're good to go, right? So, oh my goodness, man. I get so, so passionate about this because it is so important. It's a lesson I constantly have to talk to my sailors about. And a lot of them really don't get it. They they don't get it because they don't see it, right? And if you don't see it, it gets harder for you to imagine it. But you have to imagine it. I want you to do this exercise real quick. I want you to sit sit down if you're listening to this. If you're driving, okay, just keep focused on the road, please, and just, just hear me out. But I want you to imagine the lifestyle that you are going to have for yourself after you get out of the military. Or if you're a military spouse and you're listening to this, right, what is your husband, what is your wife, what is your partner going to do or what are you Right, all collectively, the collective you going to do as a family when your partner gets out of the military. I mean, I think about it, right? Are is that pension going to be enough, right? That 20 years is it going to be enough? Oh, and by the way, they're changing it so it's not the high three system anymore. If you're getting out, if you're getting in after next year. Or if you've been in for 12 years and you're opting for the blended retirement system, that system's looking completely different. And can you guarantee that you're going to have enough to support yourself at the end of the year? Maybe you do. Maybe you do. And if you do, then hey, good on you. But you know what? I'm willing to bet there are a lot of you listening to this that have never thought about your future before financially. I'm willing to bet. I am willing to bet my first commission paycheck on it. And so because of that, that is why we exist. That is why we are so passionate at active duty passive income because we know that there are those of you out there who have never thought about it and are in the prime 
position to capitalize on Uncle Sam and use it to propel your financial future forward through real estate investing. It's something that we have fallen upon, that we love, and we want to share it with you because we know it's important. Okay? So... I hope you understand a little bit more about the VA loan and how you can use it to benefit. There are so many different ways that you can use to invest out there, and we cover all of it. We'll cover all of it in our podcast. I cover it in my little video blog that I do on Facebook, right? We cover it out uh, on our Active Duty Passive Income page, right? Uh, And our website, of course, www.activedutypassiveincome.com. If you are ready to take the next step and you need help, right? If you need help in making that step, come reach out to us. Get involved in our program. We are dedicated to making sure that you have the right mentorship and the right guides and being successful and using your benefits the right way to gain financial freedom, okay? And if not, just keep listening. If you're still in the process of just thinking about stuff and you want to hear all the stuff that's going out there, keep listening to our podcast. Hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram, right? Hit us up on our social media platforms because we have so much free stuff that we give out and awesome information. You could just do it off that, right? But if you're looking for something a little faster, come take advantage of our program, right? We have we built it up for you so that you can benefit. Okay, thank you so much for listening, guys. I appreciate it. My name is Mike Foster again, and I am so, so passionate to help you guys achieve your goals and financial freedom. I will catch you later. Mike out.